Hello, a little word of warning that this podcast contains swears and use of explicit sexual language. Therefore, it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18 or anyone who thinks that drag races only happen in motorsports. I'm ahead of the game. Hello you, welcome to the Smut Drop. This is, if you didn't already know, a weekly roundup to the more eccentric side of sex and relationships from metro.co.uk. I'm Miranda Kane and on this week's show I'll be discovering the best sex positions for a heatwave, chatting to the king of all drag kings, Adam All, and finding out what gives you, dear listener, the ick. If you like what you hear, then please rate, review or subscribe. Do it wherever you get the finest of podcasts. And I hope you're ready because I'm going to start your engines. Are you well? Have you put your sunscreen on? Now remember to hydrate because when I say that temperatures are rising, I am not even trying to sound dirty. But just because the sun is out doesn't mean that our libido shut down. Sometimes it's the very opposite. But how can you enjoy a hot and steamy session without collapsing in a sweaty heap? Well, Sean Bradley has written a piece for the metro.co.uk with some advice from Condoms UK and relationship coach Ness Cooper. So whilst the summer is scorching, your sex can still be steamy AF. I know what AF means. I, do, I promise. I promise. I was just trying to sound like the kids. Anyway, let, let's carry on. Okay, so like most things, preparation is key. Please make sure you hydrate, get yourself a little fan and remember that you can always take breaks or just stop. That's fine too. And there is nothing wrong with slowing down. Maybe you can start off with a bit of shower sex. And look, I get it. I get it. If you're like me and you live in a tiny one bedroom flat and the shower just does not have the room to be a den of iniquity, then you can both just step in there and just use it to wash each other. You know, get a bit of cold water on your skin because that really gets the follicles going. It is quite, quite sexy. And then, you don't even have to dry off just come out and you're all soggy and soapy and and it's going to help with the with the steamy bits afterwards and you can also try temperature play so this is where you cool down your sex toys it's a lot better when you have glass toys or metal toys and if you're going to use plastic ones then please make sure they're waterproof but you can put them in cold water Um, obviously make sure it's not too icy or check the temperature on a sensitive part of your skin first and one that isn't attached to your genitals before it goes anywhere near them because we don't want you freezing your clit off. The team at Condoms UK also suggests putting lubricant in the fridge. Now, I hadn't heard of this one, but it seems pretty good. Maybe you can also try some of those cooling massage oils, rub it on the skin and then blow on it afterwards. Oh, you know that feeling. Yeah, that's quite nice. Uh, And then it's all about keeping skin contact to a minimum. So one of the best positions to try is doggy. Oh, good old. That's a classic, isn't it? And, you know, if you're all bent over and someone rubs an ice cube down your back, can you imagine? Oh, 
doggy's a winner. Uh, then try oral sex, of course, mutual masturbation, because it's all about making sure that you don't have too much skin to skin contact. So they're great alternatives if you just can't bear to be squashed together. And look, if you're hot and exhausted, then chances are so is your partner. So don't be afraid to just take it easy. Now, shall we go and cool down with this week's guest? Yeah, I reckon we should. Ladies and gentlemen, gays and theys, the 16th of July marked International Drag Day. And whilst drag queens may be having their day in the sun, drag kings are nipping at their high heels. And in no small part, it's thanks to this week's guest. They are one of the founders of Drag King Night Boy Box and have been binding entertainment with gender nonconformity for over 20 years. Diva magazine described them as having turned many of London's timid drag princes into mighty, mighty kings. It's Adam All. Hi. I love that. <laughs> Eat that. You could do all my things. <laughs> Anytime. Not a problem. It's easy when you've got an empire at your heels. Well, yeah, it's been it's been a long ass road. Uh we've been going for a for, for a long time and fighting very hard, and there's still quite a fight to be won. So yeah, keep going, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. Tell us what are drag kings, how long you've been to being a, a drag king for. Well, um, we we discuss amongst us the definition of drag king. It's a little bit more complicated mm. than uh, some people might imagine. It's a performer who performs specifically maleness or masculinity and or masculinity as performance for performance. Um, so the person inside that costume is kind of irrelevant or not irrelevant. You know, their perspective is important, but the, uh, who they are underneath that isn't really the point. The point is that we're performing masculinity or and or maleness. I've been dressing and drag since I was a child probably <laughs> any fancy dress dress up opportunity at all whatsoever I would have been spider-man or a pirate or or a, a spaceman or a, a knight in shining armor or something like that it would have always been a male character that was my always mm. my go-to consciously I first dressed in drag in 2001 for a new year's eve party but I didn't get on the stage properly until 2008. What made the leap? What made you make the leap? Well, <laughs> there was a local drag queen who basically got fed up with me saying I was going to do it and just said, right, well, yeah. you're booked now. So <laughs> you've got six weeks, big mouth. Get on with it. <laughs> and so kicked me onto the stage uh, <laughs> and I didn't have a choice. I properly shot myself. Um, it was terrifying. But I imagined at the beginning I would I would inspire someone else who'd go, oh, I could do it better than that. And then they would do it. And then I could sit down. <laughs> and then when I went down the pub, you know, there'd be there'd be drag kings to watch and I'd get to see what what I wanted. And I, I think right from that very point, the whole conscious effort was be the change you want to see. Mm. And I've kept that at the, like the centre of my journey the whole, the whole time. Yeah. Not that now it's so much about thinking that I can – just in, just encourage other people now it's about also what I want to say politically and what I want to say about masculinity and I use my platform for those things but it's 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 um it's always been the goal to sort of like sort of help people understand what it's like to have to hide your masculinity and not feel that you are welcome or comfortable in that space I think that that's possibly the root of a lot of drag queens journey as well hiding their femininity and, and then reclaiming it for the stage so I think that um, underlying message is definitely it's a big tangle of a lot of things 
really to be fair I think any drag mm. will tell you that I mean has there been a bit more of a an evolution it seems like since 2008 and, two, and 2022 we there's a bit more understanding about gender non-conformity and about non-binary people and about being more masculine or, or more feminine has that changed for you have you noticed that if I'm honest I would say I think it's true for femininity but I think for AFAB people presenting as masculine that's or indeed female identifying people presenting as masculine Mm. um, or having masculine traits I think it's still very much a taboo I mean we have the whole concept of tomboy but you're supposed to grow out of that yeah I think owning your masculinity is something which is still very much not socially cool it's almost seen as, as usurping of power even and it's all tied into that, you know, if you're AFAB, assigned female at birth, yeah. it always seems that it's tied into that, oh, if you're assertive, then you're aggressive. But it's the same for it's the same for trans women. They're expected to all be feminine, feminine, feminine all the time. And that's not that's not a natural yeah. state of, of being a woman. So Yeah, yeah. It's a spectrum. Gosh. We're all in one. <laughs> <laughs> partner the lovely apple you work with apple and you work together you live together you perform together and working together on stage just is that part of the acts yeah absolutely we really love playing with um we love playing with this the dynamic of a sort of heteronormative couple and <laughs> flipping flipping some of those concepts around that's really quite quite a lot of the center of, of what we like to do as as a couple on stage it's fantastic working with my wife probably not fantastic is uh how many costumes we have and when someone gets an idea at two o'clock <laughs> in the morning and goes oh 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 wake up <laughs> i've got this great idea um we should totally do it. you know like when do we ever switch off it's hard to switch off i think is the thing because we get very excited about what we do so we're constantly um coming up with plans in the middle of dinner or halfway around trying to have an off time but no off is not really an option for us but otherwise it's it's really fantastic that's amazing look we're not just about like sex and everything else we're about relationships as well so you're married to apple you work together live together you've been through lockdown together which was a time when most people who were living together wanted to kill each other so (laughs) how have you kept that alive well we've been together for 11 years um married for three in august so oh congratulations we're quite long in the tooth we have our relationship Mm. is based on a really amazing fundamental Mm. truth and that's that both of us want it to work and we we came to this very early on very very early on oh gonna give it everything and because we believe that of each other it's very easy to overcome any sort of minor argument because we know that underneath the other person is just trying to make it work we we work on our relationship a lot we work on on spending time together giving each other space we work on treating each other and um spoiling each other and <sighs> who is the strong one and who is the one in a crumpled heap on the floor um we're 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 pr- pretty much inseparable we like to do everything together when we're not together we're messaging each other to make sure the other one's all right um which <laughs> is a little bit codependent but we love it um <laughs> I mean, but we're, we're quite careful with each other as well. And we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. So I think we're a really good team. We each have skills the other doesn't. Mm. So we, we, both, we both bring a lot to the table. I don't think I could manage without her. Through lockdown, it was actually really kind of wonderful 
to spend so much time focusing on us and our relationship and our lives outside of work and we did a lot of that including the kittens (laughs) so small anymore and we moved and we set up um home that was more comfortable for us and and just so so much so much move forward for us during lockdown actually so um yeah we're we're really happy with our relationship but it's been it's it's definitely it's definitely a work that you've got to keep at yeah I think that's so important just to know that the other person wants to make it work as much as you do that's something that a lot of people just forget they're just like it's now now it's point scoring now it's this and now it's that but it's it's not it's just we we just want to make this work that's such a lovely sentiment yeah and it comes down to trust it comes down to trusting that that hasn't changed in the other person and I and I and I know that yeah and we believe in each other Oh, from drag queen to relationship expert. There's your, there's another spring <laughs> to the bow, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, okay, I'm going to ask you some really basic things about being, becoming a drag king, just in case there are people out mm-hmm. there who are really interested in trying because uh, you run Boy Box, uh, which is a, a night for drag kings in Soho. Yes, we are currently in Soho, yeah. It's, yeah, it's all Drag King Showcase. Mm. So we've been doing that now for, well, the ninth birthday is in September, which is very exciting. Um, that'll be at the Phoenix. The birthday parties for Boy Box tend to be quite sort of cakes and balloons. So it's, um, and then and then somebody will get up and say something really moving and we'll all cry and it'll be amazing. Yeah, Boy Box is, is, is our baby. We, we started out really trying to encourage more people to have a go because we knew there were people out there, but there were no platforms. And there were literally no platforms. There were no Drag King nights, solely Drag King nights. There were a couple of places where you could maybe have a go, Mm. but there were very, very few places where you could grow. And it was all Drag Kings and nothing else. Mm. So we we started off with a dress-up box and some stick-on moustaches in the basement of Candy Bar um, and a karaoke machine (laughs) and a couple of... And us and and then like one or two people who had done it once or twice before, maybe some people from out of town who were performing as drag kings regularly and um, just kind of sold the concept and you would not believe they poured out of the woodwork, absolutely poured out of the woodwork. Wow. And now there's knights all over the place. There's kings doing stuff all over the place. We're everywhere taking over the world. I mean, it, it, this is the UK scene we're talking about. There are drag kings all over the world. The American scene is is enormous. The Canadian scene is enormous. There's kings in Australia and New Zealand, but there's kings all over Europe. There's kings all mm. over the world. In fact, I get contacts from drag kings who are based in Argentina and based in like Hong Kong and like wow, it 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 moves me when that happens because because um, I realize I realize how many people have had their masculinity trapped or have had a concept for performance trapped or have been blocked from using the stage or performing on a stage because they don't because their their concepts and ideas don't fit what other people are doing and then they found drag king Mm. drag kinging and they've just exploded out of the box and like a a whole new being has emerged Mm. and they've blossomed and it's just you know sob <laughs> it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful oh that's so inspirational though isn't it that that must really be such a an inspiring thing to keep you going yeah it's probably my favorite bit 
to be fair. Oh, that's so nice. What kind of acts do people do? We see things on, you know, (laughs) drag brunches and it's lip syncing and stand-up comedy. Is that the kind of thing that kings can do or is there a difference? Absolutely. I mean, I think drag is like the platform and the medium is is up to you. Okay. So we have everything from from dance to juggling to clowning to lip syncing, obviously, singing, magic, sideshow, original music, pretty much everything. It's it's quite a free art form. The thing about the drag king scene, which is different from the drag queen scene, is because maybe it's partly because we don't have a TV show. <laughs> we don't have so many walls. We don't have so many expectations on what's what is and what isn't a drag king. So the sky's the limit. Really, and people are really using that to their advantage. So you can get some really exciting art come from people just exploring what is masculinity, what is maleness, what is gender nonconformity. How can I express these things? And who am I within that? And it's really exciting, actually. There's, there's, I mean, as I said, yeah, there's no boundaries really. It's, it's really great. Sounds like like you get on stage and you explore what's my masculinity? What does my male look like? Rather than going, what is a masculine? What does a man look like? I think we get both sides of it because you'll also get like, what kind of men have I experienced in my life and what do I want to say about that? Oh, so you do get some yeah. really great parodies. Um, <laughs> but like for me, I, I mean, I did that too. That's, that's exactly what I did. And I, I was exploring the men that I'd met. That's kind of like the people I wanted to emulate and the inspirations I took Mm. were from the people that I knew that were absolutely they're just fundamentally not toxic men at all whatsoever they were just like men and they never used their masculinity as a position of power so I went that way (laughs) (laughs) what are some of the big mistakes that drag kings can make initially oh mistakes let me think it's difficult to make mistakes when you're expressing yourself but is that a mistake in itself where they're not expressing themselves they're doing something that they think someone wants to see or is that part of it as well I think that's a mistake a lot of people make with art in general um um, trying to create what other people want you to create is 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 a mistake Mm -hmm. it's important to remember that the audience is your boss and that they need to be entertained and if they're not and they don't cheer Um. you won't get booked again (laughs) That's that's how it works. <laughs> it's a cheerometer, and that's it. You know, basically. Uh, but um, you know, they have to enjoy themselves. Yes, you can teach them, but you need to teach them with a spoonful of sugar. Imagining that there's one way to do it, and trying to do it how you've seen someone else do it, or how you think the audience are going to enjoy it, is always going to be a mistake because the audience love most seeing you mm. and and hearing from you. It's the human connection underneath what you're doing that makes something powerful, makes something interesting, makes something a great performance. Mm. So so there does have to be an element of, well, this might seem weird, but it's coming from me. You have to expose yourself. It's a very vulnerable position. It is not a safe space. The stage is not a safe space. <laughs> you are in the firing line. Uh, expose your chest to the world. <laughs> you know, it's it's not, you really have to open up and um, give the audience something personal yeah I think that would be that would be my top advice is to start there but then remember the audience is your boss so you have to sort of Mm. dress it in a way that they'll get what about tips where do we start so if I want to try drag king where would be a good place to to start is it with the physicality the makeup the songs the the what 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 do I do first I would always say start with your character and 
build on that, mm-hmm. whether that gives you an inspiration for a name or whether that gives you an inspiration for a costume or whether that connects very strongly to a song is up to you. I mean, art is very fluid. And when the muses hit, they they do what they want. You don't really get much of a choice. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm tired. No, we don't get tired. Get up. We're doing this. <laughs> I, yeah, I would start with what are you trying to say? You have to remember that that drag is not a an identity. Mm. Drag is a performance art. So fundamentally, first first off, it's a performance of a character. So let's start with the character and do this like an actor would study a character for a play. So that would be that would be my big tip. I think mm. people think that I'm going to say something like, "Oh, get your makeup correct and make sure your costume's got bling on it." No, it's it's not about that necessarily it is it is important that you look polished absolutely but polish can come from Mm. nailing what you're doing so practice 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 is there anything that the 2022 adam would want to go back and say to 2008 jen a lot of what i've just said really i suppose um but i think i would i think i would say to myself believe in what you're doing because it does matter but also remember that it's supposed to be fun and stop looking at yourself because everyone else is looking at you so they can tell you what's going mm-hmm. on. Look out from your own eyes into the space. Be inside your skin, be inside your head rather than trying to be outside of yourself, constantly looking at yourself all of the time. That can be what you do in practice, but when you're up on the stage, project out into the room rather than focusing in on what you're doing. It's all about energy. It's all about energy. Selling, selling your actors about projecting your heart energy out into the space as spiritual as that might sound it really is it's about about selling what you're doing emoting to the back back of the room supposed to sell it to the people at the back and that's 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 what makes a really really exciting performance I think yeah and I love that and that can be that can be as intense like that can be narrow and um an intense beam of energy or it can be a big absolutely wide swathe of a brush do you mm-hmm. know what I mean like it can be it comes in so many different forms and I think that's really good advice I'm really really exciting as well are you excited are you excited about Very. the future of kings yeah. and yeah really excited I'm seeing so many kings all across the world doing fantastic stuff um we're really making progress I think I think it's been it's been a really long time coming and I think we've we've had to fight very hard but I think that Recently, there have been some huge leaps forward and I can see more coming. The biggest fear is that drag is very mainstream at the moment and um, Mm. people are really enjoying it. But what if that bubble bursts and it stops being cool? Do drag kings go down the drain with it and we all have to start again? Or do we get our own wave? I don't know what's going to happen or even if that will happen because drag is awesome. But... (laughs) You know what will what will happen mm. next? I don't know. Hopefully, we'll get more <laughs> of a look in mainstream wise, and I'm doing everything I can to make that happen at the moment. <laughs> you certainly are. Don't worry about that. You are not resting on your laurels at all. <laughs> Little bit of a sit down would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have lockdown four, please? Can we just like, have a little holiday again? Yeah, that would be lovely. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. If people want to find out more about you and about Boy Box, where can they find you? Uh, give us a little follow on the old Instagram. That's probably the best place, Adamall underscore drag. 
or I've got a website which always needs updating www.adamall.co.uk or mm-hmm. on Facebook with the um, just look for Adamall or Boybox B-O-I-B-O-X is a good place to look up and if you're looking for lots of drag kings have a troll through our pictures because uh, we've hosted some 150 odd kings over the years still looking for more always Yay. and boy box has a has a baby brother night called open box which is a dragging open mic for beginners so that's well not just for beginners it's actually for people sort of working on their art as well so if you want to come and try a piece out on the stage for the first time that's a good place to do it that's such a good plan oh my god thank you so much uh that was amazing oh thank you thank you for having me My thanks to Adam all there. Oh, weren't they fabulous? I really enjoyed chatting to Adam. Being a drag king, we haven't seen it in the mainstream and I really want to see it. And as Adam was saying, how it's more about bringing out masculinity, whether that's parodying it or finding out what your masculinity means. But that's what it's more about and that and the artwork behind that and the heart behind that, the heart work one might say if you were being a complete wanker but yeah about bringing that into the forefront rather than worrying about your costumes and songs you're gonna sing which I think is something that as we see more drag queens in the male in the more drag queens in the mainstream that's what you sort of worry about more isn't it you're like oh well how good is their makeup how good are their wigs how tailored are their costumes but Actually, it's more about, well, what are they, what's their energy? What are they putting out into the world? What are they doing with their art? And how are they projecting themselves? And I think that's that's something that we should be more looking at rather than just how good your your eyeliner is. You know, I don't know. But yes, I will definitely be going to more boy box. Uh, they've got their big party on the 25th of September 2022 at the Phoenix Arts Club. I think that is gonna be a great night out and uh, Team Smut Drop we are definitely definitely going to be there anyway let's go and hear from our lovely listeners last week I asked you to send me all your stories of when you got the ick oh we all know what the ick is right come on it's those inconsequential moments that just rip the rose tinted glasses right off your face take a look back in a couple of episodes uh we've we've done a lot of episodes on the ick because it's just so fascinating and you guys have definitely understood the assignment so uh roxy slipped into my dms on instagram uh to say a boy absolutely my type took his top off only to reveal a tattoo across his chest that said live life love oh no like he didn't have any shame I'm sorry but I can't be doing with a man that's from well she says a certain shop but I'm gonna say a high street discount shop yeah we all know live life love Every time, even if it's just on someone's wall, that's a reason to run away. Massive red flag, let alone a tattoo across your chest. Oh, God, Roxy, I feel for you. I'm so sorry that happened. Uh, On Twitter, (laughs) RJ69, of course, of course, a 69 slid into my DMs. Uh, They say lip rings in the corner of people's mouths. That's very specific, RJ, especially when they got them the first time it was fashionable and now they're in their 40s with kids. 
and a skateboard. <laughs> Grow up. That's what he says. Now, <laughs> look, I do get where he's coming from with the fashion that was 20 years ago. And yeah, you know, when you're 40 and with your kids, it, is, it might be time to, to think about taking them out. But hey, we're all different, aren't we? Also on Twitter, Pushing Cushion said, I had to break up with someone when they used social media to talk to me more than they did my own phone. I just didn't need the whole world knowing that we were going out for dinner that night. Yeah, I know what you mean. When you see a couple and they only seem to communicate via Facebook and through comments, very, very dull. But that does bring me on to this one that came in via email from someone who wishes to remain anonymous. And again, it's got a bit of a social media tip. They say, I fell head over heels for a woman a few years ago, but it all came to an abrupt halt when I realised she was using social media like it was Google. <gasps> no! All her Facebook posts were, does anyone know what time Sainsbury's in town shuts? Oh, God, I'm already feeling your pain, Anonymous. I tried. I promise I really did try to tell her that she would get much more accurate information if she just went straight to the source or Googled it, but it was no use. I know these people. Oh, I know these people. Why Why aren't you just looking at Google for what time the shop shut? Anyway, sorry, enough about me. The Anonymous goes on to say, we split up and I knew I made the right decision when she posted, me and Anonymous have split up, but it's okay because I know Nana is smiling down from heaven looking after me. I blocked her soon after. Oh my God, I feel your pain. That's not even the ick. That that's something you need to go to therapy for. Okay, that's something I need to go to therapy for, obviously. <laughs> um, oh my God, I love these listener letters, but I keep on wanting to hear more. I can't get enough. So next week, I want to hear more from you. Tell us about your tales of bondage gone wrongage. You know the ones, a bit of BDSM, maybe not. Has your dom gone wrong? Tell me all about it. You can slide into my DMs. Just look out for Miranda Kane on Twitter, TikTok or Instagram or email smutdrop at metro.co.uk. And if you want to hear all the ones we love, remember to subscribe right now. I've been Miranda Kane. Smut Drop was produced by Pineapple Audio Production for metro.co.uk. And the best way to make sure I keep coming in your ears is to leave a nice review. In the meantime, I'm going to be back to prick up your ears next week. Hold up. 